Drogba in der Mitte, da Schneider, Schneider From the Lion's Den, a Galatasaray podcast. Marhaba and welcome to episode 66 of the Lion's Den, a Galatasaray podcast. Done by the community, for the community. From all around the world, I'm your host, Samet. Back with another episode and back with my other colleagues. We got from Canada, Coach John. Hello, Coach John. How are you doing? Hello, host Summit. I'm doing well. Welcome back. Glad to hear from you. Glad to have you back in the podcast. I know it's been a while. Um, happy to be back. This should be a fun one. We had a historic win in Manchester. So looking forward to, uh, to chatting about that with you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And of course, our mobster Emre from New York, America is here to us today as well. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Glad you can uh, be back with the summit. Oh yeah. You, uh, enjoy your uh, your vacation. How was it? You tell me uh, about. Very much, very much. It was a very nice holiday. I, I have a nice tan now. I look like those Jersey boys. Where'd you go? Egypt. You know we had that Cairo? talk. No, no, no. It's just uh, like a resort, Hurghada. Uh, it's called. But uh, we had that talk about Egyptian names, right? So I was like, oh, oh, yes, let me right. go and have a look if that's true. And yeah, they have no last <laughs> names, man. Just like father's names. You really have to get to the bottom of that, right? Yeah, yeah, no, of course. <laughs> I, I, thing now. We do our due diligence, John. We don't just say things. We do research. <laughs> and that's why and he we, backs it up. And that's why we pay you the big bucks, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. But all in all, Sally from the <laughs> Netherlands back with another news fact of the week <laughs> i don't have facts ready this is long dude like i don't do that anymore i knew summit uh, was gonna do that to you like yeah, I know. Always. No, no preparation like hey sally i'm gonna ask you for the fact like i knew he was gonna do that like at some point maybe i should just come with a fact he's gonna ask it anyway Bro, you, you, you can just like what did you call it you can just uh loosen it from your sweater <laughs> There's the same for that. <laughs> what, like Loosen you mean bull- like bullshitting one, thing. basically? Huh? You mean like the bullshit one, basically? No, no, just just draw one from your hat. That's what I mean. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. That's also bullshitting one. How are you going to make a fact? No, no, he wants him, as we say, to pull one out from his sleeve. Right? I, yes, one out, that's man. what yeah. I was. Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. you see, I'm not native, so. Yes, I got you, bro. You got me. You got me. That's good. That's good. How are you guys feeling? Eh. Feeling all right. Feeling okay. well. What the talk hell? about the game. Okay, that's that's Dude. odd. Like that that that's like vibes from last year with uh, Burak Elmas. No, no, no. Wait, don't, don't say that name way. to me. Yes. <laughs> wise, to us. Of course, buzzing. Yeah. Just personally, just eh. You know, not but, not but super that good. Doesn't not make super sense. Bad. That like because. Personally, I do good when Gala do, does good. So, I'll tell you this: yet my wife literally saw me cry yesterday, bro. Like 
Yeah. Straight up. Like she literally saw me cry, bro. Like I I just knew, like I've been saying from, I think it was the last episode recorded that we recorded. I knew we were going to come in and win this game. Like I knew that. And uh, I don't know. Like I just, oh, I just, I couldn't believe it, man. Like just seeing everything unfold was, it's theater, man. That's all I can yeah. say. No, I, I have the same. I mean, uh, yeah, the Icardi penalty and then the this goal afterwards. I, I went, yeah, no spoilers, but I went in front of the TV and I said some, quite some embarrassing things. And I, I'm not sure. I think she recorded it. I'm not sure yet. Uh, <laughs> you think? She, Were you drunk again? No, 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 no. <laughs> High on medicine. <laughs> Bro, my uh, heart rate was elevated as fuck. <laughs> I don't know how people watch these games yeah. because like, I'm like sweating balls. Yeah. Bro, I'm like always on edge yeah. when I watch these games. Like any little pass mistake or anything, I go off the rails. Me I'm too, telling you, man. I know. I Me wonder too. what you did when Sergio did that mistake. Yo, I lo- <laughs> dude. Oops, you guys know me with Sergio already. I, I've been saying he's terrible for the past year. He wasn't. This is nothing new. He wasn't. He wasn't. I'm telling he you. He was not. No, like, he wasn't. What? He was no, one of the game? maestros of last year's championship. Bro. This year, Honestly, he's on holiday. I think he had maybe a handful of games, maybe five, where he was like the maestro. But I felt like most of the time, he was got he got covered by Torreira and Mertens. And then when you don't have Mertens and Torreira, he got exposed big time yeah. this past year, this past all season. Right, all right. Let's talk more about that later on. But I wanted to give a public statement before we continue. Firstly, apologies for not recording an episode. I mean, I told the guys my schedule, you know, in advance uh, that I would be on holidays, that I wouldn't have time. But for some reason, they haven't been able to uh, fix the schedule. So blame them, not me. That's what I wanted to say. As we we can hear as well, Yasin isn't here, also on holidays. And then... John moved to some random ass province in Canada working his ass off. So he's, <laughs> he isn't available all the time. Mm. Emma has a life. Me. Yeah. I guess I'm Mr. Uh, excuses. So <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, let's just blame Yasin. It's all Yasin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah probably yeah. easier. He yeah, isn't yeah. here. So I not. I like that. I like that idea. I wouldn't be surprised if Yasin has been on more episodes than you, Summit. Just saying. Bro, I've been so Just busy. With, I look, dude. Since I started this shebang, I got <laughs> shebang so much stuff. Like I got a child. I got so much stuff, bro. Uh, we told said, you to go and get a child, hey? That yeah, 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 yeah. With that said, um, I also had a shit ton of guests on the pipeline. Uh, which I like to apologize if they're listening. I'm sorry. It's just really busy. I, I'd love to speak to you guys, uh, of which um, the Galtzrai admin uh, on Twitter. Uh, so uh, he's one of the guests as well. But I need to schedule something with them as well. It's just very tough lately. We'll see. We'll see. Because we're going to go to some games as well. I booked my flights and I don't know when I've, where I'm going to get the time from. But uh, yeah. What game did you book? Uh, we'll be in Istanbul for the Alanya Sport game and the Manchester return leg. Oh, okay. And mm. then I will be going to the Deplasman in Copenhagen, the last game. Oh, that's amazing, Ooh. dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. So That could be a decider game too. 
It's on 12 yeah. 12 23, which nope. is the birthday nope. of my child. Mm. Yeah. So I'm expecting good things. Yeah. Um, lads, so we got the Manchester game uh, as the main talking point. We had the Ankara Guji game as well that we didn't do an episode on. We could touch up on. And other than that, we had also John, who was on BBC Radio 5 again. John, mm-hmm, good mm-hmm. job. Yeah, good thanks, stuff, man. brother. That was, uh, it's, it's always a bit of fun. Like, I, I was a little upset I missed out on the uh, little excursion, I guess you can say, that you guys took with the, um, the, uh, the Turin podcast there with the Juventus boys. Um, I, I like being involved in these extracurriculars, I guess, but so it was nice. <laughs> it was my second time talking with BBC and it was a nice, nice chat, short, but a nice chat. And if, if anyone missed that, you can go on our Twitter, have mm. a listen. It's about four or five minutes long, just previewing the, uh, the, the, uh, match against Manchester it. United. Yeah, want. we can insert it. Or yeah. if anyone is interested in it, you can go on our Twitter. It should be one of the latest tweets there. You guys can take a listen. But right. yeah, it was oh, nice. Uh, I'll play it right now. Thank you very much. Uh, earlier on, I spoke to Jun Jebded from the Lion's Den, a Galatasaray podcast, about whether for them this was a good time to play Manchester United. Yeah, I think so. I think um, I think it's just the right moment. You know, I think for, uh, for Galatasaray, we have... Decent form domestically. Um, and I think on the other end, Manchester United haven't exactly had the best results lately. So, uh, I think it's a good time to be coming into Manchester, a good time to be playing United. And I think it's a good time to sort of strike and, and possibly take some points on the road here in the Champions League. It's quite a new look, Galatasaray. Um, Turkish clubs have been what the second biggest spenders in the transfer market over the last couple of years. And, and this year, there have been five big summer signings for, for Gala, including Wilfred Zaha. So what can you tell us about this new look side? Yeah, I think it's, it's, um, it's a bit of a, a, a new look for, for Gala, especially after the 13th place finish a couple of seasons ago. Um, so uh, like you mentioned, there's a lot of new names that have come in. There's a new coach as well, Okan Buruk, who is a, a sort of a product of Galatasaray. He was in the squad that won the UEFA Cup. Um, so he, he really knows what it means, uh, for, for Galatasaray to have European success and domestic success as well. So with the names we brought in, like you mentioned, Zaha, Icardi, Torreira, Tete, Ndombele, Ziyech, Hakim Ziyech, um, you know, it's, it's an exciting time for fans and, and we have a lot of quality now that we're hoping to put to use in Europe and in big matches like we have tonight uh, against United. So we'll see how it goes. And, and we definitely have the tools to, uh, to get some points on the road here. In terms of those, those stars, those new signings in, in this team, does it remind you a bit of the, the gala sides of what 10 or so years ago that had those, those big names playing for them? Definitely. And, and, you know, I think, uh, the, that, that era with Wesley Schneider and DDA Drogba, Felipe Melo, um, we're definitely seeing sort of shades of that. And, and I think fans sort of get the same feeling as we had in those days as well. And, and, you know, with that team, we had, um, some European success, huge results against big teams like Real Madrid, Juventus. So we're sort of hoping for the same, you know, the, the same type of magic that some of these players can bring. And uh, playing in the Champions League, it, it really, really means everything for, for Galatasaray. And 
uh, we're hoping to sort of um, uh, regain the magic of the past year. As you said, it's, it's been a patchy start to the, the season domestically. So what do you expect from, from this side and how will they approach the game against Manchester United? Because having drawn against FC Copenhagen in the, in the first game, this one feels like a, an important match. That's exactly right. I mean, domestically, you know, the results have been there, but we haven't really been playing the most convincing football lately, I have to admit. And we're hoping that's sort of a result of growing pains and, you know, trying to trying to get our new players um, some chemistry in the team and things like that. So tonight against United, you know, I really think that that Gala will be desperate for some points here, um, especially after dropping some against Copenhagen at home, which probably should have gone a different way. That should have been a, a comfortable win for, for Galatasaray. So I think we're going to be a little desperate tonight against United to get these points. I'm expecting an open match um, from, you know, both sides sort of going forward. And, and I think it's going to be really exciting. So I think all are going to try to push the pace a little bit. I think we're going to look for goals and look to, you know, our players like Tete, Zaha, Icardi, Mertens to try to make something happen here. So I think it's going to be really exciting. Both teams really, really need a win. And um, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great match. 15 minutes to go until the match gets underway at Old Trafford. Manchester United against Galatasaray. Arsenal also in Champions League. So, Chan, nice. Yeah, I love how the presenter, or uh, what's it, Kate Kelly? Does Kelly. Galatasaray. <laughs> yeah, Galatasaray. Galatasaray. Yeah, yeah. Galatasaray. The say that, right? Yeah, it's it's very it just rolls off the tongue. It sounds very nice. Galatasaray. Galatasaray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They will talk to the right person, not uh, June Jevdet this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Korean guy. I, I, I gotta, uh, you know, I forgive them. I forgive them for it. But this is the second time, I have to say, as good as uh, the BBC are. No, uh, it's it's you know. done. You are June now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. June Jevdet. <laughs> yeah. They got the last Bro. name on pretty good. I have to give that Bro. to yeah. them, but... Yeah. Like I said, you just got to tell them your name is John. J-O-H-N, and, and they'll the, pronounce it perfectly it, every single exactly. time. Exactly. Just naturally with the accent and everything, they'll say it. I gotta, I'm going to do that next time. <laughs> <laughs> Man nice. even spent like two minutes telling yeah. them how to pronounce it, and they still got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's hilarious. I forgive them. Yeah, but I, I've spoken to them, and they I think they said they'll be in Istanbul as well. So, um, we'll oh, get, we'll, okay. So, whoever wants to go on, feel free, because I'll be there. So, I won't be able to. Uh, but I don't know if they'll be there live as well. So, we'll see. We'll see. Good stuff with BBC. Um, is there anything you guys want to bring up on your side? Uh, no, I don't. I'm good personally. Yeah, not much for me. Just the uh, obviously the Champions League Gate. match. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't think we mentioned. I don't think we did uh, an episode after the Copenhagen match, did we? I don't recall. Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> think we spoke about long. that. But I don't know. Maybe like <laughs> if you guys just want to <laughs> talk about that for a couple of minutes and then go into the Manchester match, but. Um, I mean, what what is there to talk about? It's, it's not just... n- not much, but just obviously the fact that it's extremely disappointing. Like I mentioned in the last episode that we recorded, it's so funny listening back to it now. I made such a big 
like production about how we have to win that match it's a yeah, must win yeah. match like all you know and then we go in and you know what's funny basically John, you remember that i did like uh before the draws i did like a prediction yeah draw, and i yeah. was spot on and i even <laughs> yeah. like i even said it's the scandinavians that we should be worried about yeah they're, they're always a so tough man they just yeah, yeah and again we saw that as well yesterday it was Hoylund yeah. that we should worry about, and the rest of Manchester yeah. wasn't that fire. Well, not honestly. only Hoyland, bro. Like Bayern almost lost points to uh, Copenhagen. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were down one nil for mm-hmm. a big portion of the match, which that would have been disastrous if Copenhagen got all three points there. They ended up losing, uh, yeah. thankfully. But uh, yeah, that yeah, I just. You know, I guess the only thing to say about that game is I can't help but think, you know, obviously it's a big missed opportunity for us. And, you know, that's a match that we probably could have been up 3-0 within the first half an hour. And, you know, that's game set mm-hmm. match right there. So it's unfortunate yeah. it didn't go that way for us. We would have been at pretty much the top of the table now or tied with Bayern on six points. But, you know, we we, we still have a shot here. You know, who knows what's going to happen? So we're in good shape, but... Missed opportunity, man. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I think what <laughs> what we're seeing is gradually it's getting better and better. And mm. one might say it's way too late to get better and better. You should be ready already long time ago, even the multi match. But you can see indeed like the Copenhagen game. I don't know what happened in that game, but you could see that Copenhagen was coming and the goal was coming. For some reason, there's this one thing that we still don't do well, is when we have one goal in or two goals in, we stop playing and we just let them score against us. And we need to be like Bayern that doesn't stop, just goes on. One, two, three, 16-0, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a lack of trying. Because like, all right, take the Ankaragücü, for example. We were up 2-1. But we mm. were never short of positions, bro. We thirty six shots on goal. <laughs> okay, you're not <laughs> gonna do that against Bayern or United. No. Okay, then who are you trying to do this against? No, I mean you you should do it against everyone. But I mean, of course, we we keep trying against Ankara Gujar because they keep giving those positions. That, but that, what I'm saying is, you're not gonna be able to do that against United against Bayern. Like, he may be questionable Copenhagen, right? Like, you're not going to be able to do it that easily. Again, like you said, the team isn't ready. Mm-hmm. You can argue that's we'll, not a we'll good thing. We'll be too exposed. We'll be too exposed, basically. Ex- exactly. You have to take some sort of um, precaution when you are up. Look for those counters. Look for the opportunities, not just blindlessly attack all the time. Mm-hmm. Because every game counts, right? This is not a league in the end. Like, every single game counts so much. That's why... You also set up differently, right? Like you, you normally do play more defensively. You go more on the counter. There's no, of course, you can try to do like possession type play, but you don't know these opponents. It's kind of risky to do that from the get go against yeah these teams that you don't face before. And let's face it, we're 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 not the favorites in the end, right? Like Bayern and United are definitely squad wise at least stronger than us. So mm-hmm. you, yeah, you can't go for all that risky stuff. I know we want to do that, but and to be fair, we did do it actually against United. United were really poor, um, but yeah, I agree with him. Of course, you have to kind of mix it up. You can't go all uh, guns. You have blazing. to pick your battles. You can't. Yes. You can't just go and do that blindly. You're not Barca. You're not Real Madrid. 
you're not going to do that against most people. You're going to do it against Ankara Gujar, but you're not going to do it against uh, United that easily. Mm. What do you think, John? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, look, when it comes to Copenhagen, sure, we went down two goals, you know, and it's like, I I do notice a, uh, I guess a trend, you know, like at, whenever we play those games where like we're really pushing, really pushing, we look like we're, we're about to score and then we end up conceding, crowd gets killed, team looks like demoralized, but I have to give it to this team. They did claw back, obviously, and tie it back up, but it is difficult. Like it, it is, you know, you can't compare Ankara Gujju with like Bayern Munich. Of course, it's two separate things, but I do agree with you, Samet, in the sense where, you know, you you should try. You know, you're not going to have the same chances. Ankara Guju is going to give you a lot more than Bayern. But I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm happy with what we've been able to do. You know, both Champions League games, we've gone down. We've clawed our way back up. And that's, you know, very promising. That's very nice to see. Also, mm-hmm. Ankara Guju, we were down and we came back. So our team mentality is mm-hmm. up there. Yeah. We're, 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 we don't give up. So yes. I don't think it's a lack of wanting to not score more. It's just we can't finish. most times. Yeah, and, and that would be a problem. Horrible. That would be a major problem if we went down one nil. Like, 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 come on. Like, take Copenhagen for example. We're at home against them. We go down one nil. Imagine the team just thinks that it's over and they just stop. You know, they just get switched off. Imagine right, that. But like it's Copenhagen. You got to keep pushing. Keep pushing. You know, we pr- if there was a few more minutes at the end there, who knows? Maybe we would have even grabbed the winner. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Same so thing I'm, with United. I'm, yeah, exactly. I, I, I didn't meant to say like that. We don't keep mm-hmm. trying. Obviously, both Copenhagen, both the Manchester game, we kept attacking. It wasn't like a defensive play at all. What I meant mm-hmm. to say is like these small teams like Ankara Gujar, we should smash them ten zero because yeah, it and yes, we did not score a lot, uh, but there was a lot of positions. Yeah, yeah, it was a crazy amount of. Uh, positions um mm-hmm. but hey something you guys mentioned we keep coming back from uh, a 1-0 2-0 and tied to that i think we're unbeaten for like 21 games now and this galatasaray is completely different indeed than what we had with torrent where or or before oh that my God. where if we were conceding a goal we wouldn't come back we would that would mean it's done already, like statistically. Exactly. Yes. And so that's, that's what I mean. That's a big difference that we see yes. with Okan Buruk and the team. Yeah. Big team mentality's back. Mm-hmm. Winner DNA, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Indeed. Yeah. I, I said this when he first came, Torrent. I'm like, why are we bringing a guy who's an assistant coach? Oh, Guardiola. Well, he's not winning the, the cups. He's not making the, the final decisions. It's Guardiola that's making the final decisions. He's the one that's winning the cups. Mm-hmm. Don't I, like people that told me that. Oh, he's the. I don't care. He's never really done well on his own. He's just there for advice. Yeah, it's harder to be the person making the decisions than giving the advice. I think uh, the current team and where we stand. I think we're just gonna grow stronger and stronger. You see that gradually happening. Yeah, everyone. This team is isn't even ready. Fit. No, exactly. Icardi is not even fit. He still has that Buckloa belly. <laughs> For real. Yeah, bro. I love Icardi so much. The things I do. Said you guys is- um <laughs> do, do, sorry, Samet. Do you guys want to like sort of unpack 
this uh, United game, like I can go through the starting eleven and some stats. Yeah, and start unpacking ahead, yeah. it. Is that is that okay? Uh, yeah, let's just focus on the Manchester game. Uh, yeah, indeed. Yeah. Go ahead. What, yeah. what what happens in the lineup? Well, yes. Let's go through the lineup first. So we had Muslera in goal. We had <laughs> June <laughs> June June Jevdet on the Lions Den, a Galatasaray podcast. Man, <laughs> that just sounds so good. We might have to include that in the intro, by the way. I'll put know? it there. <laughs> but um, yes, we had Muslera in goal. Uh, Angelino, Abdul Kerim, Davidson Sanchez starting in place of Nelson, and of course Sasha Boy. Our midfield was Khan Ihan starting next to Lucas Torreira. Uh, Kerem, like we mentioned earlier, was playing sort of in a central role behind the striker. Our wings, we had Zaha and Tete, and of course the big man Icardi up front. Um, I will go into some stats or some interesting stats here as well. So possession was 55% to 45% for Manchester United. United had an XG of 2.27. We had an XG of 2.56. They had 16 total shots. We had 14. Um, And I think that pretty much tells you right there, this was like both teams were attacking here. I think both teams were so desperate to try to get something from this match you know, we got the one point in the first match. They got zero. They had a 3-2 loss to Bayern. So this is really, really important for both both sides. But um, yeah, I guess just briefly, my, my thoughts just as a whole in general, of course, I'm, you know, un- the result is unbelievable. I'm really happy about it. I thought that, um, you know, the start of the match, I th- I thought that we started pretty well. You know, they did kind of get an early goal in the 17th minute, which, you know, like we briefly mentioned, I was a little bit afraid that we were going to look a little bit defeated after that. But then bang, you know, I think five, five or six minutes later, Zaha with the equalizer. Of course, it was going to be Zaha. It had to be Zaha coming back to United. Um, it's but, like Didier scoring against Arsenal. Yeah, it always happens. Yeah. It, it, it's mm. written in stone. You already know that's going to happen. Exactly. Um I thought we played well. I mean, I'd like to go in. I'd like to hear what you guys think and then maybe go into some individual, talk about individual performances because I think some were really good. Some were kind of bad, but um, mm-hmm. obviously very happy. What What did you guys think just in general? Lineup wise, let me start off with mm-hmm. saying Khan Ayhan. That was a surprise. Did you guys mm-hmm. expect that? No, Both I didn't move. expect that. What did you say, Salih? That was me. I, I said bold no, move. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very yeah. bold. Didn't expect Double that Double pivot. So bo- both defensive, I, I mm. imagined when I saw that. Mm. Um, I don't like Kanayan because I always thought he doesn't do anything well. <laughs> Just that's, average. That's and very unfair, bro. That's I know. the guy. Minutes away from your dear Emin Bayram. In this case, right I now. didn't mind that because <laughs> Emin is not here. <laughs> but do you think he played well? Do you think Khan played well? I mean, you cannot say that he didn't play well. As, exactly. As much as exactly. I didn't like the lad, he had, I think, yeah. zero passing mistakes statistically as well. Yeah. I think he did well, honestly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. For sure. You cannot say he did bad. I, you know, you look at Sergio Oliveira and Kerem Demirbay, and you can see why the Hoja actually picked Khan over him, yeah. over them, because he doesn't like lose balls mindlessly he doesn't give away stupid passes he he plays direct quick 
and just like effective balls. Like sometimes they're risky, but Bro. they're like in areas that you don't like. It's not as risky to lose it. He's he's basically our Berkan Kutlu now. This is exactly how we used Berkan uh, against Fenerbahce the three zero game, right? It was a very similar game to that in how we approached it. Okan is right, always thinking of these crazy changes or like he, he's switching things up whenever he ne- feels like he needs to against big games. And, and he did that again this game. Uh, and the lineup was the first thing that was noticeable on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. I can see why Okan wanted a player like Paradis and even Vecino or mm-hmm. Vecino. Okay. Like... He wants someone that does not make mistakes. And you know Paradis, he doesn't make mistakes. His passing statistics are really high. This Apparently is why I same. wanted him, bro. That's why he mm-hmm. was my first choice. Exactly yeah, that. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, when you couldn't get him, you are left with nobody except Vicino. <laughs> yeah. And, like, if Vicino was earlier on in the season, I'm sure people wouldn't have mind. But I'm, I can see why the coach wanted him. Mm-hmm. And he had to switch up the game. And now he's forced to use Khan Ihan, mm-hmm. which so far is working out fine. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have a cheap Khan Ihan than a, than a foreigner on that position. Yeah. And, and like, I don't, I, I don't see why, like, Kerem Demirbay for me, I, don't, I, I wouldn't play him over Khan Ihan. Like, I just wouldn't. I don't like him as a player, really. He doesn't really do anything for me. Khan. Against Ankara like, Guju, you are going to because you're going to attack anyway. You don't need Kanaihan there. Yeah, and and that and that's what I'm saying. Like Kerem Demirbay, like he doesn't even attack well for me. Like he's more of an attacking player than Khan, but like oh, I just haven't seen anything. Yeah, I, I, you know, we'll see what he can do. But what, from what he showed technical. so far, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I I don't like him that much personally. <laughs> but I I think that's not an unpopular opinion, though. I think yeah. a lot of people don't like him. How can yeah. you not like yeah. Dey, bro? <laughs> Come on, bro. Like <clears throat> on Khan, I was also very happy to see him. Oh, my voice. <clears throat> but because Kerem Demirbay just defensively is a huge liability. He he's just too soft and I don't know. Like going forward, just just like uh, John said, right? Going forward, I think he's like decent to like okay at best. But for this game, knowing that we're going to be on the back foot, like United play at home, uh, they've been pretty horrible at home so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they need a win. It was smart from Okan to take like two defensive, you would say, beasts wow. or breakers double just to pivot. destroy the... Yeah, double pivot, exactly. I think it was a smart move. Uh, of course, surprising, but I, I, could, I could see why he did that and I'm happy that he uh, went for Khan Ihan. Yeah. And he's a bit slow when... at times, but mm-hmm. still, like his passes or other qualities made up for it. Yeah, and like when you look back at the match too, I can't really think of any moments where I was like, you know, like Khan, like what are you doing? Like I, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I just felt like he had a very uh, balanced and just solid, solid. game. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think right. that's what the coach wants. Just don't screw up in midfield and give us pointless counters. That's mm-hmm. all he wants, and that's what mm-hmm. Khan does. Like that's what he delivered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And the other odd one in the lineup. Uh, well, I've been saying this since the last game. Uh, Kerem at number 10. I don't like Kerem at 10. Like, sure, he's very... Like, his work rate is insane. He had the highest, what, uh, kilometers run, ran, right? Like, was yeah. 12 kilometers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is insane for, for Kerem. And he, was, he played all game. Kid never gave up. 
It was going to get that from at a certain point. <laughs> it seemed like he was until he scored, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But like, Kerem cannot hold the ball. There was this one attack we had. We was like but three on, on two. Emre, that that's the quality of Kerem, though. That's the thing with what Kerem. is the quality? He okay. He he gets into position. Maybe he didn't finish them off. He didn't score. Sure. But what's special about Kerem is he keeps trying, and that's how we that's, got that's, the, the not, equalizer. I'm not, and he keeps look, trying. I, but I'm not saying he doesn't yeah. try. Yeah, but you, why don't you talk about Tete? Because Tete didn't Once have a I, good can game. I, can either. I finish with Kerem no, before I no, get to Tete? No, but Tete, if he if he shoots one and misses, and then you see the rest of the game, he's out of form. Like you don't even let me finish my thing before I get okay, to Tete, bro. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Papa. Damn, bro. <laughs> Damn. Man is uh, back one day is already talking over me. He's not even letting me finish. God damn. I, what I was gonna say is I prefer Kedam at the wings because like you said, he gets into those positions. He finds a way to be in the box no matter what, no matter how. He's always there. So you ready put to do Kedem something over Zaha this game? I would have actually liked to see Kedam on the right wing, and I've been saying that. Like, take out Tete, put Kedam on the right wing. If need be, and put Mertens or somebody that can play number ten in the middle. Someone with and composure, like composure. Who can hold the ball. Yeah, hold the right. ball. Just pass, dude. There was this one counterattack we had. It was beautiful counterattack. All Kerem had to do was lay it off to Tete, and he just like he couldn't mm. do it. He didn't yeah, do yeah. it, and then we just the ball just ended up in United's yeah, uh, foot. Yeah. Okay, I, 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 I'm laughing my ass off because I have such a different. Outlook than everyone. Like I don't know what tell them our coach, listeners are gonna John. say or tell them. I, I I don't I don't think you're gonna like this. So cover your ears. I'm gonna say something kind of radical right now. Let I think, kick it. but <laughs> in my opinion, this is harsh. I know it's really harsh, but just let me explain. Wait, wait. Okay? Last time you started saying, in my opinion, you said Okamboroko's a shit coach. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. When did I say that? No, I have shit ton of recordings on episodes. No, no, no. I never said he was a shit coach. I never said that. No, 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 no. coach. No, no. Don't about it, bro. No, I remember him saying that, like, he thinks that Okan isn't, like, ready for Galsaray or Champions. Like, somewhere around those lines. Bro, pull up that clip of me saying that. You're pull such up that an clip, imposter, I dare you. John. Oh, my no, God. No, 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 no. The only Jude. thing... No, no. Okay, I'm, before I get to the Kerem point, let me just clear this up right now. The only thing I ever said about Okan was that I did. I don't like his play style. I yeah, don't no, like the I way his teams play football. I Do don't like that. you still think that? I still agree with that, by the way. I still agree with that. That's not my ideal. That's not how yeah. I like seeing teams uh, there, play there, football there, there's a play like there's definitely this uh, upward pressing it's always there no matter what but yeah he is he's making the team good off the ball and i like teams that are more good on the ball and i don't mm-hmm. see that yet and that's why i don't like it yeah that i have said that many times yeah, but let's yeah, not yeah. about this i never yeah, said course. he's a shit coach or all this no. other anyways that's <laughs> what did you call what no. kind of donkey what <laughs> no 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 now that okay now that we've taken care of that i'm yeah. gonna say something radical about kerem that i know a lot of people are gonna disagree with me for sure and that's Go. fine Go. but in my opinion this might sound unfair to him but i don't think kerem is good enough to play in the champions league i'm sorry I don't think he is. I don't think Kerem is a good enough football player to be playing at this level. Now, let me just say this. Let me say this, okay? I give Kerem full credit 
for several different things. One of them being his improvement over the last few seasons. I give him credit for that. I give him credit for always going through periods of bad form and bouncing back always. I give him full credit for that. And I give him full credit for the performances he put in in the league. Okay. Now, what we have, what we saw in the Copenhagen game, I saw Kerem put in a horrific performance, horrific against Copenhagen. Okay. On a different day, he probably could have won us that match with the chances he missed, along with a very True. big chance a Cardi missed. Okay. True. So that's, well, that's the first. Yes, that's the first thing. Okay, he totally sold that match for us. Okay, and, no and a side, side note on that: that's what I don't mm-hmm. like yet about this team. It's too reliant on the individuals. Mm. If Mauro mm. Icardi or Kerem doesn't have their day, someone else, right, because of the system and the play, should come up and be able to score. And mm. and we're too reliant on these individuals. Oh my like, god! Indivi- don't give me that stuff. Don't give me individual <laughs> stuff. This team. Come on! Since you Okan cannot Buruk, say that Manchester. Since we Okan won against Buruk, Manchester because of our gameplay. There's one game, one game that we haven't been able to score of all Okan Buruk's tenure in official one game since last year, and that is Emre. the Kaiser Sport game. Emre. Don't give me that no system. What no, made no, us the, win the against works. United? <laughs> what? What are we doing? So we're playing, you guys sound like people that say that we have no tactics, but yeah, somehow some mysterious fucking entity out there is telling us or giving us a hand and scoring and winning games. I'm tired of hearing this. Answer me this. Answer me this. (laughs) Answer me this. Answer me this. Okay. Because what the point I was going to make is sort of tying into this. So again, horrific performance against Copenhagen on a better day. He, He alone could have won us that game with the chances that he missed, okay? So that was Kerem playing in his actual position as a winger in that game, in the Copenhagen game, right? So now, Okan Buruk, he looks at, let's analyze his logic, okay? He says, we used Kerem on the wing in Copenhagen. He played horrific, okay? Sold us the match. So now we're gonna play a better opponent at a higher level away from home Let's use that player that put that horrific performance in and let's use him out of position. Jeez, I wonder how that's going to go, Okan. Okan Buruk, I really, I wonder how that's going to go. So I thought even in this game, game. I thought that, so up until he scored the goal, I thought he sucked. I thought he was horrible. I thought that Mm -hmm. he, he, he just was non-existent in the midfield. Like it just felt like there was no options in the midfield. And Emre brought up the stat how he was running. He looks very Exa- stressed when he had the ball. Exactly. He was just passing it way too quickly without looking. Yes. He lost and the ball like, way too many times. Yes. And he ran over him like five times, bro. Yeah. And he just wasn't there like for supporting play. Like he just didn't feel like he was part of the midfield. And so, I felt you know, like, M- if I may M- add just lastly, mm-hmm. I felt mm-hmm. like, like in the first half, right? Because he scored in the second half. But the first half, up until like minute 42, he, he became suddenly very safe. Like he fought mm-hmm. like two times before making a pass. And then it just made like very safe pass to the back or whatever, instead of yeah. blindly, I don't know, trying to lob somewhere or running at a player while he can't, you know, pass him or whatever. He, yeah, he, yeah. he was he was horrible. That's true. Uh, yeah, on. and and like and I, and I was gonna say like up until he scored the goal, I just felt like I I just don't understand the logic. I don't know why he was playing there. I thought he got a little bit better in the second half. But I don't know why he was playing there. And then you have the two wingers, Zaha and Tete. And in this match, 
like I wouldn't, I definitely would have, wouldn't have played Kerem in that position. I would have just used Mertens, but I probably would have used Tete because at least I know if Tete plays horrible, it's possible. It's at least possible. He's going to have one brilliant moment like he had in Copenhagen. Like that was an outstanding goal he scored. Please, right? John, Kerem had that brilliant moment. Yeah, all the time against, you know, these doggy teams in Turkey. Like, I don't care about that. And now that. against can... Manchester United. So what's your point? Yeah, but but that wasn't a that that was not a moment of brilliance though. He was alone, no pressure at all from the from the penalty spot. If he didn't score well, that, then he would have been dead to me. That and I think that's what Okan Buruk wanted this game. Double yeah. pivot, organized defense, and disconnected with the attacking four up top, Kerem, Tete, Icardi, Zaha. 10, 11, I don't give a damn. They're all attackers with capabilities of scoring and making goals. So um, in the front and the back, <laughs> like Terem would say. <laughs> and the middle, and, and what I it, don't care. I think that, and that what was about, today's... Well, well, what about when Mertens came in then? Because I saw See, a big difference when Mertens came in. That's where he, I want to come in, bro, if you yeah. don't mind. Yeah, yeah. This is like, just like you, I thought that it was kind of ridiculous after seeing Kerem's performance against Ankara Gücü putting him at 10, but I think he had no other choice. Ziyech is injured and Mertens cannot put a Ziyech full 90 minutes amazing. in. Right. And I think the idea in Okan's head is, look, Mertens gives actually amazing performances when he's fully like rested against a weaker opposition. Let me try to make something with Kerem for the time being. Let it, It's just buying time, basically disrupting the opponent enough until I can bring Mertens in and have him do something. And you can see it worked out brilliantly. Mertens used his, like, he's so smart. Mertens is so smart on the ball, bro. In that penalty position where Casemiro fouled him, if it was Kerem there, do you think he would have waited for Casemiro no. to no. tackle him? No, it's just no. genius, right. man. It's just genius. It's yeah. genius high, work. High IQ. High IQ from genius Mertens there, bro. Kerem would have so probably deliberate. tried to take, yeah, he would have taken that shot or tried to square it to Icardi. This way you not only got off one of their players sent off, 10 men, and you got a penalty. Brilliance from Mertens all around. He put a perfect performance when yes. he got subbed yeah. in. Some yeah. of the so players and what was, they're doing, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. You, you think, I think that it was looks the so idea. Yeah, it looks so natural, but then you see, like if you look better, you see them deliberately watching, knowing someone's in their back, and then anticipating the next step on what to do. And that's exactly what Mertens did in that penalty position. Reddit. Casimiro and ba I, um, probably gave us the game. There was another genius moment that I really loved. Uh, I think it was 58 minutes. It's Sasha Bowie. Wow, my God. What, what a player. What a player. And yeah. If yeah. you remember, it was, I think Rashford had the ball. And they were, I think, Rashford and then Sasha Bowie and Angelino. That was the case. Yeah. They were running oh, back, yeah, yeah. right? And Bruno Fernandes came from behind and Rashford passed it but during that whole time Sasha Bowie was about to give up and he saw Rashford because he was long gone right but Sasha checked with his hand on his left saw Bruno Fernandes and then added extra weight into his sprint just to be in front of Bruno Fernandes and and that's how he he, he basically got the ball can I Rashford. can I say something about that People, I saw so many United fans giving crap to Rashford because he didn't try to score that. Rashford, not only, why did Rashford go into the right side first place? Because Bowie 
was giving him such like such a hard time, he had to go to the right side. And when he was in that position might not on the right notice. side, <laughs> his he he you, like his angle with his right foot is is closed off by Muslera, and he has Angelino to his left. Mm. So he thought, okay, listen, I'm gonna square this ball in, and I see Bruno, but he didn't calculate that Sasha Bowie would be there. He undercooked and, the pass too. It was a bit. And too he undercooked. Soft. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but the thing is, his angle was skewed there. Of course, yeah, that's true. I I don't know if United fans are not like aware that he's right-footed, bro, and that <laughs> Musler did close his angle to to his left off, so he has to shoot for the far left post, and that's uh, harder to do. I mean, United's tactics in general were pretty questionable to begin with, anyway. Like Amar bought that left back, Bruno Fernandez on the right wing. This Hannibal Mejri guy or whatever, some Hannibal. Young, youngster. Yeah, Ainan. Like, I have no idea what they were doing. Two of their goals came from individual mistakes on our end. Mm-hmm. Let's let's just think about that. Like, defensive-wise, I thought we were pretty decent. Like, the first goal, Angelina went out of position trying to cover. I forgot who was in midfield. I think it was Casemiro. And then he got caught off. And then Rashford just, like, ran with the ball. And yeah. just squared it to Hoyland. And the yeah. second goal, ah, uh, Oliveira, dude, this guy. Bruh. How can you not give a damn simple pass to someone that is like 10 feet away from you? I can never understand this guy. I mean, 10 San- feet away. Sanchez did slip as well. Huh? But no, why did he slip? Because he passed it in such an awkward, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's expecting the, it yeah, to pass to him. He tried to adjust. off guard. He, he tried to adjust to receive the pass know, and slip, trying to do that. Like, right. Yeah. Like, and, why and, are you, and you passing know back like that? And you know what does me in, bro? Like, what exactly what you just said? The two goals we conceded in the first match were just unnecessary errors as well. Those were go- uh, goalkeeping errors, mm-hmm. right? And right, that, exactly. that just does me in, bro. Like, and that's from four the goals conceded. Yes, Manchester that's four goals. Us, basically, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ima- imagine, imagine such a thing. Like, and that's four goals in the Champions League that should have never happened. Not one of those goals should have happened, bro. So that's really what does me in. Like, I, I just that's so unacceptable. We got away with it this time, but in the first match, that that Cost killed us, us essentially, points, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Could have yeah. been well, first. Well, the, the, the goalie mistake, you can't blame. That, that was not transitional. That was literally Musler's stupid-ass mistake. You know, that, that's something you can't do anything about. Uh, he's as, the, as the, the second team. one you mean, right? The second one, yes. The yeah. first one, I don't really even think it was Musler's fault as big as it was a team effort. In the uh, I, 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 I blame Sanchez a bit there because uh, he could have offside trapped that position and Rasmus would have never been able to have that first goal in. Um, I don't think you could have, bro, because they were. I don't. Were they past the halfway line? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. So, so then it wouldn't could. have been offside. You can't offside trap people if you're past the offside line, bro. No, they yeah, were. I can't remember. I have to look. They at were. They, they were. were. He could. He could. I'm pretty sure because that was one of the critics I had. But he could have stepped a bit in front. Uh, which he didn't, which is fine. But then later on with the pass, um, the cross, he could have also headed it out instead of Hoyland. So the the cross, I, I yeah, I don't know why he tried to like drop kick it backwards, like instead mm. of trying to put your head in. Maybe he didn't want to like do an own goal. Yeah, but you know another thing about those, uh, both of those goals, and it's one huge weakness. Abdul Kerim is too slow. 
He's mm-hmm. so right. slow, man. Or oh, if you if you're even half a step in front of him and you have some type of pace, you're you're gone. Like that's mm-hmm. it. He's just too slow. Like there was no way he was going to recover on the first goal and 0% chance he was catching Hoyland on the second goal. You're always going to so, have these center backs though. It's always a yeah. mix and bundle, right? And that's why we have yeah. Sanchez now. He can be yeah. our dummy. But even he couldn't catch Hoyland. Hoyland, yeah. Hoyland's just fast, bro. He's, he's fast. He's, he's fast, yeah. Such a crazy and, player, but, by the way. 20 years old? Wow. Yeah, he's wow. really good. He's yeah. like a replica of uh, Haaland. Yeah, he's very good. Oh, he said it, he that. said it. Uh. Yeah, I mean, when he takes that sprint, it's like a, you bull, you know, accelerating. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty damn tall. And, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's unfortunate for him. He's getting trolled so hard right oh, yeah? now, not only because of the loss, but just because how he was celebrating on that first, <laughs> like just for everything. The yeah, way this guy was celebrating and like, yeah, it's just hilarious. Like everyone's like, oh, bro thought he did something or like stuff like that, you know, like it's just hilarious, man. Yeah, uh, he's 20, man. It'll affect the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. But okay, so first goal that was uh, Hoyland, and then the second, who scored the second? We gave immediate Hoyland. response back. Yeah, that's oh, Zaha yeah, yeah. to equalize. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was a Muscle long double. ball. That was the most ball. important goal of the game, if you ask yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. That was a long ball from the back from Davison Sanchez mm-hmm. to Zaha, which kind of just, which by the way, horrific defending, like unbelievably bad defending here. The first the thing, Dutol? the first thing name? that what? Who the defender? Yeah, Dalo. Dalo, yeah. yeah. The first thing a coach will tell, you know, these young kids when they're learning and they're learning how to defend and things like that is you don't let the ball bounce. Do not let the ball bounce. The yeah. second you let the ball bounce, it becomes very, very difficult for you. Mm-hmm. This ball bounced like 40,000 times. I don't know. <laughs> the defending is, I I can't believe it. If I was a United fan, yeah. I'd be headbutting my TV, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was really bad. But Zaha did well too, so... But the, uh, and Onana also didn't help. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's yeah, not really he, something Onana can save. Nah, he did have a four four point four rating on the day, and I think he's the number one reason why United fans are so angry because he's yeah. just been selling like to a new level for them. So I mean, either way, it's fine because if Altai plays, we also score a lot against Altai. Yeah, so it's yeah, good. We fucked them either way, basically, <laughs> bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but that was the first goal, and then second goal was from Kerem, which mm-hmm. we spoke about. We had body well, well, carrying wait, the ball. Wait, before you go yeah. there, the Zaha yeah, sure. position. Because mm-hmm. one small touch point I wanted to make is he seems to be currently at that four in the attack. The only person that when receiving the ball, we would keep the ball up front. Tete gets the ball, loses the ball. Kerem gets the ball, loses the ball. That's my point. Scores, sure, but he's also not really well on the ball. Let's be honest. He's not a ball keeper. Mm -hmm. So he was the only, he was our drug bar basically this game. Mm -hmm. And and that's such an important player to have. And it just shows. And I'm wondering, Ziyech is also good on the ball. So that's very good addition that we did as well. Um, Who else did we get there up front? Yeah, that's that sums that's it up it. right there, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Torreira like, was bad. Can we talk about Torreira because no, he couldn't okay. hold so the ball the, well so today? What I wanted or to yesterday. say. So the additions are really spot on if you look at it that way. The additions, uh, yeah, Zaha and the profiles. Uh, yeah, the profiles. Something we missed. Yeah, we ju- <laughs> we just chose individual class. I mean, that's what we do, right? In fact. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. What did you think of uh, Lucas Torreira then, uh, Sally? I think just as usual, man. I think he was really good. The only the only thing I didn't like is how he got his early, early yellow card because I felt like um, in the second half I know he had to come off kind of early, but there were a few times where he wanted to tackle, but he knew. Like in the back of his mind, wait, I'm already on the yellow. If I go for this, I might be sent off. Mm-hmm. But that wow. was good on his part to kind of hold himself off. But I have a complete general- different opinion than you on this. Oh, really? Go yeah, on. I think okay. he was absolutely horrible. Oh, really? Bro, mm. bro, this is the first time I've ever seen Torreira go below a 75% pass rating. He had 62% accurate passes, 16 out of 26. He lost... Uh, two tackles out of three. He uh, only won three ground duels out of seven. So he got just, I, I don't know if he was just like not ready. If he, I think it might have been a um a tired thing. He just like fatigued from all the games that he's been. He's, he's one of the players that have not gotten any time to rest along with Icardi and uh, Bowie. I think that was why he didn't I perform mean- as good he was. He got as usually injured, does. right? Emra. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I'm saying maybe like Torreira has been a crucial piece for Galatasaray for the past year or so. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't, I'm not going to say he's a bad player. No way. He's our, one of our best players along with Icardi. But this game in particular, I did not like his performance. But I think, I think that had more to do with just the way we played because Which like, like you said before, the right? Division. Yeah. Like the double pivot, they were mm-hmm. kind of tasked to go forward quite a bit, like kind of do actually these risky tackles up front. Yeah, like we and had double no pivot player. with Kerem. No. Double pivot with Kerem in front of them as well. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, someone that literally has he, he looks like he's running like he, like a chicken with its head cut off like, half the game. Like, like our tactics were high risk, high reward. Like there was so much space usually because we just I feel I feel like just we just asked too much from a midfield to do like go uh, yeah. Uh, our, our midfield was pretty overwhelmed I, I gotta say the first 15 or so minutes we got outclassed by United you can con- you really see the quality difference there but we came to ourselves a little bit but in terms of tactics who did you guys think that Okan Buruk was gonna go and play a high press game like he does against Ankara Gidre against no, no, United right no no I'm not of saying but not. did you guys uh. think no bro I was completely shocked to see that he didn't like he went like this and not you know pull the crystal palace not really no not at all i mean it's our playing it's our bread and butter at as john would say the high pressing game so (laughs) it's our yeah yeah, yeah. no i'm not saying it's not but i'm saying against united who would have thought bro i would be afraid if we would go defensively with okamburuk and this team because unlike the other teams that were defensively doing really well they were solid blocks uh, against Barcelona, you remember it was very solid, and I haven't seen this team defend that very well uh, right. in blocks like that. So right. I would be I wor- agree. It's the defense of this team is a high pressing attack. So that's our bread and butter, and that's what we will keep seeing as well. I don't. See so you would play the same game, the same high press I game against see, City. Yeah, I won't see Bayern. No, I won't see it any or any Bayern anywhere else. Or any- no. You know, you know what? And it one worked thing? against Manchester. It disrupted their game as well. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, okay, but it could have also, you know, if they weren't as terrible as they were, they would have scored more because we did give away a lot of positions they couldn't capitalize on. 
We got to talk yeah, about you, those as well. You, you know what? I, I was thinking about this earlier today. Um, Okan Buruk, he doesn't, all he knows is Galatasaray. Like that's all he knows. He doesn't know any other way. He only knows Galatasaray. So it's not like Torrent where, you know, we played against Barcelona, you know, an, an opponent that we know where we're outmatched. So we're going to play a little bit more of a defensive game and try to, you know, go to Barcelona, try to escape with a point, which we did and things like that. Like the last episode, I said, if I was the coach, I would try to, I would try to sit back when we go to Germany and try to counter them and play that type of game. But I know Okan's not going to do that because that's not the Galstrai way. And that's all he knows. Like, I don't think it's in yeah. him to do something like that. No matter who we he's play. From the 2000 era. He doesn't know Yeah, no else. matter who we play, he's not going to do that. He's going to play that's the Galstrai way every game. You know? You guys say that, but who, who instilled that, that belief in him? Fatih Terim. And how did Fatih Terim play with his last European tenure? He played a defensive game. He didn't play the old school golf. Look at the I, people he had, though. Like, he <laughs> it's pathetic. The, it's a joke, players. bro. Like, it is, yeah, but yeah, we right. weren't playing United. We're not playing Bayern. We were playing Lazio. Okay, but but then, but in those games, but, it, but like against Lazio, we weren't just sitting back, like and like we weren't doing that. I think that, that like was Tatum innovating his coaching yeah, style, his technical yeah, yeah. abilities, because yeah. that was a different style of play. And uh, right. honestly, it was awesome. I'm not saying. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not hating. I'm just saying, like, the golf that I weigh, I, I think just Okan Buruk is just, I don't know, man. He's just trying to bring that that whole, that big team vibe people used to think about golf that I, right? Yeah. He's trying to bring that back. It's like, I don't care who you are, exactly. how big you are, exactly. I'm going to play my game against you. Yeah, I, like, I, don't, I don't think I don't think he's wired in such a way where he'll be like, okay, guys, we have to be a little cautious here. You know, we're going away to Bayern. You know, we know the players that they have. We're gonna sit back and do this and that. I don't think he's wired in a way that will let him say that. And that you know, rubs he, off on the players, bro. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. It does. It's I'll so give him that. Odd. Like I, I'm trying to imagine Okan in the dressing room because he's such a gentle, nice, and kind. He's such guy. an NPC. When he yeah, talks. he's such an NPC. <laughs> so it's <laughs> how does he motivate players? It's so I, I just want to see that with his tactics. With his how tongue. John? How do you like if you're not a person that's a fiery character? Mm-hmm. How else do you make your care uh, your your students your pupils believe in you in, in your it, play? It mostly be, it mostly comes from you know making sure that. Uh, the players understand what your club's philosophy is, making sure they understand and they carry out with that, you know, like, especially if you're coaching, it's different when you're coaching adults, but when you're coaching kids and you have kids that are like eight years old and they go with you until they're like 16, 17, 18, they trust in the philosophy and what you've taught them. And it's just, there you go. They have that belief, you know, just from that, right? This man is winning. That's how he's motivating these guys. He's winning. He hasn't had a loss. Mm-hmm. He's winning, bro. Yeah. And yeah. after today, the, the guys are probably even more um, in tune yes. to believe in him. Like buying, buying into what he's saying, right? That, exactly. That's a hu- huge point. And I, I, I think that's something that Torrent struggled a lot with. I don't think, yeah. you know. Because this man players... hasn't done anything in his life, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Can, we, can yeah. we move on to uh, Kerem's next goal? And, and of course, Icardi's penalty miss and then Icardi's 3-2 mm. goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was mentioning briefly. Kerem's that goal came from uh, Barish on the yes, very that was on Barish the right Bappe. side. He he had carried the ball and again amazing fake hung. he did before that. Yeah, and like it's just like 
I just ask so many questions of United's back and like, what are you guys doing? Like, Kerem received the ball on the penalty spot with no, there was no pressure on him. There's nobody there in the most threatening area on the entire pitch. There's just nobody there. I don't know what's going on there, but it, I had, you know, Kerem had the composure, excellent finish and very, it was a very good job by uh, Budish as well. But um, Kerem needed that, man. He really, really needed that goal. So hopefully he can get some confidence going forward. Mm. But very nice goal and fast response. They scored, yeah. United scored in the 67th. In the 71st, we equalized 2-2 again. Amazing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the beauty of football, right? How you shut down the opponent like that. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And Old Trafford was just like, they were rocking, bro. Like they thought yeah. that was it. They, there, there's no way a team like Galatasaray are coming back. Like, that's it. It's over, right? And just well, like a few minutes later, three, four minutes later, mm-hmm. it's GG. Well, you know? yeah, I mean, the penalty then. I know, I, Salih, did you, what did you do during the penalty? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, so I was at this Galatasaray Derne, yeah. uh, which apparently opened here. It's new. Okay. Bro, when I saw Cardi at the penalty spot, look, hindsight is a beautiful thing, of course, but I thought he's going to miss it because up to that point, he he didn't really like take a normal shot at goal. Like there wasn't really that feeling. Of course, mm-hmm. you need composure. Like anyone can kick a ball, but I just wasn't feeling it. And when he shot, bro, <laughs> I was like, oh, "Fuck's sake!" Like th- these chances won't come again. That's what yeah. I just thought. Even though they <laughs> yeah. they got a, a second, uh, they they got it like Casemiro sent card, up. I just yeah. thought like this was our chance. We this had to just go in, mm-hmm. and we missed. And even though, even though if it wasn't goal, I still think Onana would have got it. Like he went pretty, yeah, like pretty good, far into the corner. Like I think he could have reached that. Same but corner yeah. he missed from last game too. He went for mm-hmm. the left like, I was just, bottom I, corner. I was just thinking, like at that should point, have just done a panenka at that point. <laughs> yeah, panenka is a bit maybe too much, but just just get it through the middle. I don't think keeper would stand still in that moment, right? Mm-hmm. That's at least what I would think, but. And and, and you know what it? else? Uh, sorry, Sally. You know what else I don't understand? I know for a fact, like I can confirm this with you. Players, even at the youth level, they do this. Uh, goalkeepers, they will study. Like they'll know who the penalty takers are on the team they're playing, and like what side they go to normally. Like they know that. Like even the kids, when you coach kids that are like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, after they've been playing the same teams for the last few years, like in the same league they know like you know the kids know so even at the professional level surely he he would know the side Icardi goes to that side like 90% of the time right and you have to think like as a player if you know I know it's it, it's it, you can play mind games with yourself if you overthink it but you you have to think that as well you know like Onana's gonna know who that you're the penalty taker he's gonna know what side you go to Right, you guys may think I'm going crazy with this, but I'm telling you that's no, no, it's, it's the true, truth. It's true. it's true. Of course, you so, study that. Like, yeah, I would imagine you would try to mix it up. You know, like I w- maybe wouldn't have been a bad shout to go down the middle or to, to go the other way. Honestly, yeah, like you know? just yeah. how often do you see keepers standing still? Right, like especially it was I think the 80th minute or something. It was already nearing the end. If of course it's easy for me to say it, but I, I I'm more of a just eat it for the middle, just high up, like yeah. you know. Just put yeah. a lot of power into it. Should should have been fine. Yeah, and I hate to see the look on his face when he missed. That was he. He um, knew. Like he he, he I, knew. I disagree. Fucked up enough. so bad. Yeah, I, in, I what, think in what sense? Penalties you take based on the reaction of the keeper. So you can take a super slow penalty, just even like touch it, and it'll still go in if you can 
dropped the keeper on the wrong corner. And and, and that's the most important thing, I think. Uh, you yeah, can but, eat it but, as but well that's, if you have the accuracy, but, of course. <laughs> but that's that's the mind that's the, uh, mind the, games. the that's the mind games. That's the psychology mm. that comes into play. Yeah. You as the player, you have to say to yourself, I know the keeper knows where I'm where I normally go. Yeah, you can see so that on the I, body movements and shit as well. Yeah. So so you say to yourself, do mm-hmm. I try to go a different direction? Or does he think because I know he knows I'm gonna go a different <laughs> direction? Like I'm serious. Yeah, that's this is the psycho this is the psychology behind it. It's it's a fucked up thing. And trust yeah. me on this. Trust mm-hmm. me on this one. So but anyways, you know, a player like Icardi, if you if you feel very comfortable going the same way every time and you have the class, sometimes if you hit it right, there's nothing he's the keep, the keeper can do to save it, you know, uh, like yeah. And, so and what that makes well. Icardi is his goal afterwards. Beautiful yeah. lob into the goal. Yeah. Just yeah. No, was it really shutting. a lob? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a, even that yeah. looked a bit uh <laughs> off to me. I I don't think that the Icardi's goal in the 81st minute I, I don't think it was the best chip but again man like defending horrific goal mm-hmm. goalkeeping horrific it started man. with Amrabat bro the whole well, thing Amra- started with Amrabat yeah and Amrabat he kept him on side when they played the yeah. ball through Amrabat was the one who who, who uh, kept him on side and Onana's down before the ball leaves a Cardi's foot yeah he, he's on yeah. the ground before yeah. the ball leaves his foot. Like, to, no, no, no. I, I hate to look. I want to like look at it and be the devil's advocate. Acardi was he was surrounded by three players, so maybe he thought in his head, "This guy has to shoot soon, or they're gonna take the ball away from him." Right? Yeah. He thought that Acardi was gonna shoot soon. That's why he, you know, dropped down to maybe cover the angle that he was gonna shoot at. And then Acardi's Acardi's like, "I'm gonna chip it from here. I don't care." And he chipped yeah, it, but that but that's a bad goal. You a goalkeeper should never do that though. Like you're going up against yeah, a cardi as well. The second you even flash like a sense that you're going down, he's gonna put it over you like a one thousand percent. He should have came out, made himself big, cut down the angle, and like you know, let's see, try to make the save. This guy was on the ground already before the ball left him. Like that's the easiest finish for a cardi ever. Just a little poke and it's going over you. Like this this guy Onana, like I. He's so bad. I I can't believe it. But anyways. Yeah. And I, glad to I, see it. I used to love Onana at Ajax. And then he. He was good at Inter too. I don't know what Ajax happened. With his whole uh, not wanting to sign a contract. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so fuck him. Good for him. <laughs> I then. I then, bro. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. So all in all, lads. Um, yeah. We won. We have an excellent game. I wouldn't say so. Uh, but we're improving every game, putting things on. <laughs> Did top you just say team. I wouldn't say so? Oh my god! Well, I wouldn't. I mean, it's not. Game? It wasn't a perfect game. Come on, can you say that? Yeah, we, yeah. We, we didn't I, 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 dominate. Okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say like. I wouldn't I mean, say. I like, wow! I would like, say what a performance. Our game against uh, Copenhagen was better than uh, against Manchester. Even. Yeah, like the first half against yeah, Copenhagen, the exactly. way we were moving was like I unbelievable. Know. I know, I know. But okay, like, that's well, true. But it's we got the job say, done. Like, we got yeah, yeah, and we're away, guys. Come on, teams, you're not gonna expect. The best teams don't always win. First yeah, of all, yeah. and it, it's literally game by game. So this is of yeah. huge. Of course, it's huge. bro. Of course, I don't care if we had like ten percent possession. If we won this game, just yes, yeah, yeah, score still. Of course, of bro. Listen, we had a higher xG than them. We had more chances. That we missed yeah, yeah, than them, yeah, of course. right? We had almost as much shots as them, on target as them, you know, fouls. We, like head to head, we were we like 
played at their level, and that's what impressed me the most from this team. Like physically, we we didn't falter, and mm-hmm. that's Honestly? that's that's straight up so good to see from Goss today. Would you say this is enough? Like you don't need to do anything else on this team? Or no, I never say, said like, that. Okay, I'm just asking. Like what's <laughs> no no no? What would you improve? What's the weakness currently, bro? Everything we doing now, you got to take it to the next level. And our biggest weakness right now, I would say, is our midfield. You can really tell that, like, oh, Kadam's not going to work there. We need Endombele to be fit. We need Ziyech to be back. Mm-hmm. And I think this team will just be elevated to another my level. God, by the way, Endombele. Wow, yeah, he's bro. so slow. Oh, my he's God. Really God. Yeah. He's, bro, bro, like, he's the, like moving but, slow motion. He's a walking <laughs> okay. tank, though. You, okay, l- l- listen to this. Listen to this, though. I do agree because I don't think he's fit. Like, he's looking pretty... Chunky. Pre- like, he looks he like, like pretty yeah. coming from Egypt yeah, like after he, all inclusive yeah. for a week. Yeah. I'll say that. I'll say he looks heavy, but bro, Samet, I'll send you a video. Like, yeah, uh, he's technical. He's, he's uh, holy shit, stuff, dude. Amazing, like, this guy yeah. is like the way he can like just turn to like get away from players and like his physicality yeah. is but unbelievable. Turn, it looks like he's yeah. turning in slow mo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks. He re- yeah, bro, he looks like the Kim Min Jae like uh, <laughs> refrigerator, oh bro. God. Like you know. So, yeah, yeah. but when he gets fit, I think he's gonna be ridiculous. Ridiculous. That's just what I think. But let's see. Yes, yeah, trim out a little see. bit. You know. Right. We right. also yeah. have listeners' questions, lads. So if you have any roundup things Be- on the game, yeah. Cool. Before I want to just again, props to Okanhoja. He is the fifth coach to beat United with two different teams, and these two teams are literally Bashakshade and Galatasaray, both who are heavily outmatched on paper against United. Still, even in their current form. So kudos to the Hoja. I think he started the game off bad. But he made great substitutions, and he turned the game around. Kudos to the whole judge. Just wanted to throw that out there. Let me let me make Emir a bit happy too. Um, kudos to the Hoja for uh, instilling a mentality of not giving up, basically. Because yeah. like, true, true. we were losing the match twice, right? They they yeah. went up first and then again. Yeah. And United, look at their mentality. Like they went up and they just can't. Uh, yeah, because look at their coach. Can't bro. stop us from can't stop us from scoring twice because yeah. we both scored in within ten minutes. Again, like that, that's just yeah. horrible. They don't believe in their manager. They don't. They they that's they're done as far as I'm concerned. I think they need a new manager. But mm-hmm. yeah, I got to give Ocon credit for that as well. Yeah, apparently, um, of course, you still never know. But I've read messages that uh, the owners are backing this coach. So hopefully, when we play at home, we can again snatch some free points from them yeah. if it stays this way. Inshallah. That implies them Inshallah. beating Copenhagen twice. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move on to the questions then. All right. The first question I see is from DZ, DZ26. And he's asking, Koidukmo. <laughs> 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 yes, bro. Koiduk. Koiduk. And then also. Also. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, second question is from Urian. Uh, is Apo at left back now permanent? I think that's a reference to the Ankara Guji game, yeah? No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Mm-hmm. That is the reference. I don't think it's permanent, but I was happy with how he played there. Yeah, I was that, happy. It was crazy performance for sure. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, he's that's too a good slow way to put it. For, to, for that week. So. Yeah. He's too slow, he's, but he. He does have a very good delivery on him, though. Like he can lob in the ball pretty well. I know. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. yeah. But just no pace. 
Yeah. And no, he, he he's not he's not agile enough, bro. Like he he, he can't go up and down the pitch and make like he's just not agile enough and doesn't have the speed, but mm-hmm. defensively he's good and I like the, his yeah. delivery into the box. That's also very good. So, so like, uh, what 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 kitchen appliance would we call him then? Like an oven or whatever? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. I don't know. Machine. Cool box. I have to get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> cool yeah. box. <laughs> like John, with your kids, you don't put any, anyone chunky on the on the wings. Right? Never. No. Never. Exactly. Never. So no on that. Um, another question from Ur was, why is Bai Barish Alpayumas so lovable as a sub, but painful to watch when he starts in the XI? I think that's easy. Like he comes in as uh, just an impact player. Like he brings so much uh, pace, right? Yeah, he's very disruptive and he has so much pace, but he might not be the most intelligent player at times or might not make the best decisions at times. So when you give him 70 minutes to work, you know, looking back at the 70 minutes, it might not be the best performance. But when you give him 15 minutes to work where you say, you know, this is the job, it's a 2-2 match or it's a maybe we're losing one nil this is the task you have 15 minutes go in and you know cause some havoc he can do that he can use his pace and you know he sucks against low block teams like if they're sitting back and just waiting 10 men in the box he doesn't know what to do with himself yeah true Mm. true like Aydin Yilmaz yeah but uh, no by uh, was was nice to watch He looks like Burak Yilmaz so bad, man. His like movements, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I guess, want him to yeah. be like him. I want him to be like him. Yeah, but... yeah, 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 for sure. Well, yeah. his finishing needs work, yeah. for sure. Last two questions. I'll take this from Bora Bay, 17. He says, admittedly a loaded question, but what do you think of the ease with how much of this fan base loves to attack Kerem, even though he's consistently one of the best on the team? That's fair. Very fair question because we just discussed how long, 20 minutes about him as well. While we didn't say anything about Tete, who was much worse this game than Kera. Why is that? Mm-hmm. Why do we do this? The thing because- is, because you cut me off. That's why. Before <laughs> I even got to Tete. <laughs> well, if I, if I have to say anything, Kerem, but I've said this multiple times before. I think just his performances are just so, uh, the variance is just too big. Like he'll volatile. have good games mm-hmm. or a volatile, I guess. Uh, yeah. He'll have very good games, but when he has bad games, I feel like he's just the worst, like the worst play on the pitch. It's too obvious his mistakes. It sticks yes. out like, to the becomes, eye, right? Like yes. exactly. Yeah. Goes up to you. Yeah, I know, yeah. Thing. And I Samet, uh, what was this guy's name? Sorry, uh, Borabe. Bora, Borabe. Listen, what do you <laughs> want me to do, bro? You want you want Karem to sell in the Champions League against Copenhagen, and for me not to say anything about it, like. It, uh, it's not that I'm, you know, bringing him down for like no reason. Like oh, it's, it's taking it, it personal. <laughs> it's purely, it, it, it's purely Damn. justified, bro. Like no, you know, it's not dude, about it, consistent figures and best of the team. Top yeah, assist. I think yes, he gets but, a little too much hate. That but, that is understandable. Like he yeah, does but get it's too much hate. But but it's like it's not like. People are like, oh man, you know what? Kerem really played kind of shitty today. No, it's Kerem. You're in front of the net all game, every game, and you keep putting it wide in the Champions League. Like, what do you want me to say? I'm going to rip you a new one, bro. Like, it's not about you being Kerem. It's that the mistakes you make are normally huge fuck-ups. Like, that we, you, we, it's not acceptable. So, I, I do understand. I do understand. He does get a lot of 
you know, unnecessary criticism some sometimes, but a lot of the time I feel it's it's justified. Like, but at the same time, you can't just say all the negative things he does. That's why when I started my piece about Kerem today, I I acknowledged all the good things about him. Because you can't just say all the bad things. You have to acknowledge what he does well. And I did that. And he does a lot well. So it goes both ways. You can't just shit on him all the time. Right? Yeah. But when he does mess up, it's it's pretty bad. So <laughs> Yeah. All right, then. Uh, on my side, yeah, I, I don't, yeah. What do I think of all the fan base? Yeah, I, I think our fan base sometimes overreacts. And I think you're going to have that. That's not going to change because there's millions of Galtry fans and you cannot control them all. Uh, statements via the club, uh, statements via Ultra Aslan, owning up our players, that would be helpful. Uh, and I don't see that happening. I hope mm. we will. I think that these t- type of things coming from the club and the fans, um, mm. would unite us more and stop doing this. So a bit of crowd control is definitely something we could improve and do uh, yeah. to fix that. Because he is definitely being affected by it because you, you notice like how he speaks and he, he's very aware of things. So it's stupid. So like the Twitter reactions immediately and stuff like that or the Instagram comment. It's dumb. Yeah. It's dumb. Don't do it. Love all our players, even Khan Ayhan <laughs> <laughs> and Sergio Oliveira. Yeah, we're just criticizing. Last question, lads, so, uh, so we can get to bed. Do you guys think Davinson Sanchez is assured, composed, enough to take us to the next level in Europe? Did well to come up with two assists last night, but let Hoyland go for both United's goals. So a big, a mixed back in my humble opinion as mm. this is from Metin Yilmaz FC um, mm. what interesting. do you think yeah, it's um, an interesting one I think the first I don't blame him for the first goal that's hard to defend man that's not easy it's not like he made a simple mistake Nelson like, would have offside trapped that one I'm well sure. aside aside from that like if you want to try to play him on side fine but it, that's hard to defend especially the ball I think Rashford put in it was Mm. On a plate for Hoyland, on yeah. a plate. So that's hard yeah. to defend. The second one, like I said, Sergio messed up the pass. He he did his best to try to recover, and but he slipped, bro. It was like pissing rain. Like it's just, I can't I can't fault him for that too much. You know what I yeah. mean? He just slipped. It's not like Hoyland like got away from him, and that wasn't the case. And so far, the performances I've seen him put in, the few of them have been really really good. So I, I'm not going to say anything negative about him as of right now. I think it's looking very positive. So have to look at the rest of the season and see how he performs. But I think so far it's promising. Yeah. Yeah. Sanchez is more of an Okan Buruk player than Nelson is. Nelson is just too risk adverse of a player. He doesn't take chances. He would have not had those two assists today, for example. He doesn't do... What uh, Sanchez does. That's but true. We wouldn't have those passes. Also not the two goals, maybe, with Nelson. That's a maybe. You don't know. Maybe. Nelson's that, that's also, also slow. Yeah, that's also a maybe. I don't know. It's like, You can't say. It's hard to say. I think say. it's also the reason why we haven't been able to sell Nelson yet. Because of, yeah, I mean, he needs to be better on his feet with these. Look, I, I'm going to say something. I don't think we're going to ever be able to sell Nelson for high figures. I think Nelson is purely, purely made for a team that plays three at the back. I don't think he's ever going to be in a team that plays four at the back system. Mm. Okay. Well, yeah, I can I can pretty much agree, I guess. Like 
as but disappointing as that is, I can yeah. see why you're saying that, man. Yeah. But back on Sanchez, so he's good enough for us to take it to, to the next level. He better be his nine million euros. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. I think we'll I think he I think he is as of right now. I think he is, but I don't want to jump to conclusions here. You know, like we're gonna mm. we have to see a little more. But after it's been his promising. first error or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, what's going to Damn, Luis was a beast against PSG. So there you go. That's a great point. <laughs> I know. That's a great point. Yeah. I know. Look at what he's doing now. He's training with the women's team. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, we did one thing we didn't talk about. Mm. If there's no other questions, no. Nope. This is the first time Galatasaray has beaten any English team on English soil since it was created. Since Galatasaray as a team was made. Not really. We, Massive, yes. bro. Yeah, it's true. I can mm. confirm. Massive, bro. Yeah. GG, man. Uh, yeah, great. It's uh, awesome. I was thinking if we would have lost this one, I would have felt terrible the whole week. But now it it feels so good to win, man. It just makes my week. I'm just so positive. positive. We we won yeah, no. and mm. we played like men. We didn't play like, know, you know, know little know. sissies. No bullshit. But that's why, like, you you have to soak in these moments because this this goes into the collection, bro. Like, against Real Madrid, against Juventus, it's in the collection, bro. And we don't get many of these. Like, they they don't come often. So when they do, Uh you have to just soak it in, bro. Like, that's all I can say. You know. All right. Uh, Who wants to take the uh, closing session? It's been a while. You take it, Summit. All right, dear listeners. We love you. We love you for listening. We love you for commenting. We love you when you send us feedback. So feel free to contact us and send us all your feedback on Twitter. You can reach us at the Lions Den GS or on Instagram. Also the same handle at the Lions Den GS. We also have a Patreon. I think it's the same handle. We don't really look. If you want, you can send some money. What else? Uh, what else do we have? We have a Discord. Fund uh, some notifications. I know, I know. I fund my. Uh, I need a hair hair uh, transplant. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also have a Discord, so that's fun. Uh, you can ask us for a link, and we'll send it to you, so we can discuss things there as well. And uh, with that said, I wish you all a very pleasant week ahead, and uh, see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Peace. Bye-bye.